Okay, sorry, Heidi. <laughs> I know this will get cut. Sorry, making more work here, Heidi. Sorry, Heidi. That's a pain. <laughs> Until I... Cut this out, Heidi. Sorry. Sorry, Heidi. Uh, making issues here. Take that out, please, Heidi. <laughs> Heidi will have to figure out where to break us. <laughs> Sorry, Heidi. Bobcat. 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 This is the Bobcast, a podcast exploring Reformed theology through the works of Herman Bovink. Welcome to another rip-roaring, exciting, reveling, another adjective episode of Bobcast. I am Caleb Castro. And I am not Caleb Castro. And not Caleb Castro uh, is usually known by the name uh, Snarky Fluffles. Snarky McFluffles. Snarky McFluffles, how are you? I am unbelievable. You are unbelievable. You're ridiculous. I'm actually Andrew Smith. Or so you've been told. That is my legal name. I do have paperwork toward that effect. Speaking of legalities and bona fides, happy anniversary, Andrew. Thanks. Why Why would you say that, Caleb? Well, because it's... it's your anniversary today. Mm. That's that's why we're bringing uh, Heidi onto the show later, right? Oh, yeah. That is right. This is the Bobcast one-year anniversary special. <gasps> one year ago this week, we launched Bobcast at the height of the COVID-19 lockdowns. Yeah. One whole year of this. One whole year of lockdowns and... Bobcast. One whole year of 15 days to flatten the curve. I know I've already done that joke. It doesn't get old, though. It's here again. <laughs> it's still <Yeah>. a joke. <laughs> well, how do you really feel? I feel fine. Well. Sort of like R.E.M. at the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> well, Andrew, I'm sorry I didn't get you an anniversary gift. I didn't get you one either. We actually kind of forgot until quite recently and kind of looked at the calendar and realized, oh, that's a thing. That's happening. Yep. So we... We thought this would be a good chance to step back from some of the actual uh, discussion from Bob Inc.'s works, from talking about Bob Inc. and Bob Inc.-related stuff on the Bobcast, and to talk about the Uscast. Yeah, to talk about the show, talk about why we did the show, how the show got started, how the show gets made. Why the show gets made. Yeah. As Caleb mentioned, we are going to have my wife, who is also our producer, Heidi Smith, come on here in a little bit to talk a little bit about how miserable it is to produce us. To listen to our voices some 12 hours a week. Right. So she can come on and you all can feel sorry for her for having to put up with us. Pity party. So, Caleb. Hi, Andrew. Give your recollection of the beginnings of Bobcast, and then I'll correct you when you're wrong. <laughs> well, I I had a dream. This all started with a prophecy, actually. Of course it did. Why wouldn't it? Because, like all fun and great things, they begin with prophecies and visions. Uh, really, though, it did start actually kind of in a dream. I don't know if we've ever actually told the the origin of the name and everything. So yeah, almost two years ago or so, I was finishing up a, 
uh, summer internship or seminary. And yeah, we were in this uh, group chat with our friends. And one of our friends, he was doing a summer internship at his uh, home church. And the church was skimming down some of their church library. And they gave him a, you know, the entire set of Bob Inks Reform Dogmatics. Well, he sent us a picture of the label on the side of the books. They had for their library system, it would start with the first three letters of the topic. And then underneath it, the first three letters of the author's last name. So this was Reform Dogmatics. So they said, the, and then right underneath it, Bob. So that was a hilarious thing. It's funny. The Bob. The Bob. <laughs> the Bob. The Bob. I was cracking up at that. But I had a, a dream that I had started a podcast that was titled The Bobcast. I woke up super excited and cracking up about it. And I texted Andrew, you know, telling him, hey, this is this is what I thought of. This was really funny. And Andrew was just like, well, why don't we? So we're like, oh, you know, that that's a good point. Why don't we? And so we did absolutely nothing about it for a couple months. About six months. For about six months. And uh, Mark Scaturro, our other friend from seminary, had uh, gotten on the discussion. And so he wanted to jump in as well uh, with us. And so the three of us tried and, it, you know, it didn't work. And so we're like, OK, well. Let's take our time, see how this goes. And a couple months later with COVID, like Andrew mentioned, it was just the perfect timing uh, with the release of The Wonderful Works of God, the reprint, with suddenly having extra time from being on lockdown to just start talking on a podcast. And we haven't stopped talking ever. Our big hurdle to starting why it took six months from when this idea hatched to executing. We're all full-time seminary students. We're married. For Mark, he has kids. Caleb now has a baby, but this wasn't yet a thing. So yeah, we just had a lot of stuff going on and actually, you know, we talk about it a lot. We even like bought the bobcast.com domain and all that kind of fun stuff. But then it just kind of Sat there. Oh, Mark designed our original logo, the Bob microphone logo. It was kind of this idea of a podcast, but it didn't actually become a podcast until, yeah, the COVID pandemic hit and suddenly all the other stuff we were doing, we couldn't do anymore. And so it's like, well, let's give it a go. We had all the stuff we needed because in our talk and endless build up to this, you know, you and Mark had already got your microphones. I had mine from back when I was trying to be a rock star, which is another story for another day. Um, Live concert. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should start a Patreon. And actually, (laughs) like, the first night we sat down to record, we didn't even know, like, is this actually gonna be episodes or whatever. It was more just like, we're just gonna turn on the mics, turn on the recording, and see what we get. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's a great point, too, with that. I think you guys just texted me asking if, like, we wanted to jump on Skype and just start talking about the introduction and stuff to Wonderful Works of God. So I didn't have my mic nearby at all. So we just jumped on Skype and we're like, oh, well, let's just hit record. So... If you remember the first, like, two episodes or something like that, my sound quality is, like, awful. That's why. (laughs) It was totally impromptu. That's happened a few other times since, although that's just been sheer negligence somehow. That is true. We managed to lose somebody's audio, and so we get to use the Skype (laughs) audio, and it's just bad. (laughs) Memories. Since you're going to hear from Heidi here in a little bit, just for the record, it's never her fault. It's always my fault or Caleb's fault that that has happened. 
So anyway, yeah, we weren't even really planning to actually record episodes, but we got together one night and just started talking, and that ended up being our first couple of episodes on Chapter 1 of The Wonderful Works of God, and took a couple weeks to edit them. So originally, I was doing all the production work. Oof! Yeah, that was a lot to do on top of already, you know, seminary and everything else, and then actually the content of the show. But for the first few months, I was doing the production as well. And so, yeah, cleaned it up. We got Rudy Manrique to let us use his song, City of God, for theme music. He's been on the show before. He was on last summer talking about worship. Worst episode we had. It's actually pretty good, actually. And we were kind of off and running at that point. And then a few weeks in, you know, we were actually, everybody was at home and had time to listen to podcasts. We were getting some traffic. We got invited to join the Society of Reform Podcasters. We got the attention of people there and we've been part of that ever since. Yeah, it seemed like, you know, things were from there, especially uh, took off pretty quick, at least for, you know, having just recently started up. I think by the beginning of last summer, uh, we ended up in, was it West Memester Confessions, their podcast competition? That was right after we started. It wasn't really fair. We were matched up against Cultish. Yeah, that's painful. Which Cultish has been around for a while and is pretty popular. And we had just started out, but... And we're still unpopular. Yeah, we're kind of niche. It would still be unfair. I think we gave them a run for their money. I think we got, well, like 40% of the vote to their 60%, but... It was surprising. Yeah, we did did better than we probably should have. And we thank you, Reformed Internets. Yeah. We didn't expect anything at all, honestly. I think we were the only ones of the Society of Reformed Podcasters that didn't at least advance to the second round, and all of us got matched up with some pretty hard podcasts. Anyways, yeah. We were just the big disappointment. Yeah, but it was bound to not happen. Right. We tried out a couple of different things over time. You know, we, we introduced so far just a couple of uh, Bob Bites, smaller snippet episodes of extra information that doesn't go with like, you know, the primary content of the stuff we do. You know, Mark did some merchandise for a bit. Yeah. We built up pretty quick. We also had a bit of a controversy about mints. That, that was a thing, which is still unresolved, actually. Actually, I have a confession to make. Uh-oh. I have flip-flopped on mints. <gasps> Are you on Team King? Yeah. Yeah, yes. So what happened is, uh, you know, I was diehard Team Wilhelminas, and last fall I actually went to Idaho to do a pulpit supply engagement, and somebody there gave me a roll of King mints. Oh, Yes. For one thing, I definitely found in this age of COVID, King Mints, they're stronger and they're much better for mask breath. Because if you wear a mask, like you, you'd start to smell your breath after a while and it's not real pleasant. And King Mints are just way better on that. And overall, I kind of think they just they taste a little better. I, I think I like the texture of Wilhelmina's better still. but oh, sure. But for being a mint and for being minty, I think Kings actually take the belt. I think one of the things with Kings is I like their shape. Wilhelminas does come in the in the more, you know, smaller, like nickel size shape like that. But the King Mint's like a perfect shape and it's just so refreshing, especially when you're in the pulpit and uh, you want to get a glass of water or you take a sip. It's just like the best thing ever. One of the things at, uh, at Mid-America is in the faculty office on the way to classrooms, 
there's um, a couple of little bowls of, of various mints, including Wilhelmina's. There's, I believe there are Kaufman's, the, the Kaufman little pink lozenges, as well as the licorice lozenges. Uh, we have bowls upon bowls of mints. It's not a Dutch seminary at all. <laughs> I say that as I walk past the grandfather clock in the school's entryway. Yeah. <laughs> so Mark rolled off last summer, uh, focused more on his studies and on his family. He's doing fine. That's a good thing. Yeah. Martha Stewart. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that's something Martha Stewart always says, uh, and that's a good thing. Oh, that's a good thing. <laughs> About the time that Mark left, up to that point, we'd done almost exclusively Wonderful Works of God. We started doing the Bob Inc. On segment, where we would do some various topical studies in Bob Inc. And then we had our first guest during the summer also was Rudy Manrique. Ugh. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. We really should find better intro music. Yeah. We really we really should find better guests too. Oh wait, we did. No, we like Rudy. <laughs> He's our friend. <laughs> we we love Rudy. In the fall, I'd actually reached out to Dr. James Eglinton to see if he'd want to come on for the show. I didn't hear from him for a while, and then I did hear back from him. And yeah, we were able to get him on to talk about his new biography and talk about particularly Bob Inc.'s experience in America and what he thought about America. And that was a lot of fun. Dr. Eglinton is brilliant. I mean, he knows Bob Inc. inside and out. Yeah, you know, as much, if not more, than anybody in the world today. So it was really fun to have him on and get to talk Bob Inc. with him. Of course, I lost my audio that day and had to use Skype audio <laughs> of myself. So, you know. Yeah, been good, there. Good job, Andrew. Well, you know, you also bring up you emailing him first. I think, like, it's a little side note of it, but I, we talked before of how um, you may have had a, a, a connection of getting, you know, getting connected to Dr. Eglinton. So we were originally thinking, okay, well, you know, let's see if we can, you know, have a middleman kind of, you know, put us in contact. But, I mean, you just cold contacted him eventually, yep. and you cut out the middleman just just did it, which I think was, like, you know, a pretty big move. Uh, you know, some random guys in America that, you know, novices on the topics of Bob Inc. And Dr. Eglinton was just such a gentleman. He was uh, very courteous. I know he's he's been on quite a number of podcasts and blogs doing a lot of guest interviews for his book. But in all of them, and including ours, which we got to experience firsthand, was just he is not just a scholar, but a, a, a total gentleman. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if uh, someone knows him or Dr. Eggington, you are, for some reason, continuing to listen, thank you. Yeah. Not long after that, we had Dr. Alan Strange on to talk about beauty and aesthetics. He, of course, being Caleb's professor at Mid-America Reform Seminary. And Greystone. That was a good time. That was... And really kind of a thought-provoking conversation. I still frequently think about, you know, some of the things he said and some of the ideas he laid out, and particularly the part of the discussion about art that tells the truth, even if it doesn't mean to, because I think we see a lot of that in our culture. So this has been a learning experience, even for us, as we do it, as we read this stuff and talk to these people. And it's not just for the benefit of you, it's for the benefit of us too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 
and, and a lot of the, I think we've expressed it before. A lot of this we are learning alongside of you. We're talking about these things after ourselves reading them for the first time. We have not previously, you know, really engaged with like bobbing this much aside from our assigned readings, right, for our courses with the Reform Dogmatics. But yeah, so a lot of a lot of these articles or essays or in wonderful works, we're coming at this fresh. So I mean, we're we're gleaning out of all of this discussion, right? In January, we had Dr. Bruce Pass on from Australia talking about his scholarly work in Bob Inc. and his translation work, so The Heart of Dogmatics, as well as his translation of Bob Inc.'s theological orations. Again, you know, scholar and a gentleman had a great time having him on and talking to him. Dr. Pass is doing top flight involved scholarship on Bob Inc.'s work. And I think that at the same time, his area of interest in theology, you know, seems to be on what we call prolegomena on introductory matters. So on theological method, how to do theology and why. I think that is yeah, by far the most complicated of all of them. And in that discussion, yeah, that was definitely a remarkably beneficial. Bob Inc. is quite complex in this matter. You know, if you do listen to that episode a a couple times, I think, uh, you know, it starts clicking more and more. But yeah, he's done some great work in that area. Yeah. Now, Andrew, it's been a while since we've had a guest. Uh, That was in January and we're what? So this is uh, at the time of recording in uh, April. So before we were getting, you know, guests at least here and there, you know, it's been a while since we've had one. Do you think there's any more in the works coming up at some point? I mean, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'd like to get some more on. We're kind of at a point right now, like this is kind of a chaotic season of life. I'm in my last couple of months of seminary, looking at possibilities for ministry after seminary. So kind of a busy time, and we've been sticking a lot to wonderful works of God lately, just because it's familiar, and it's a good thing that just any time we can sit down and crack open the book and crank some stuff out on that. It's a good thing. But we're not done with guests. We're not done with the topical discussions. Uh, right now, we're just kind of in a well, little different spot, but we'll we'll be getting back to the other things before long, I think. Yeah, I think like in transparency, you know, that that's part of the reason why we're seeing, like you said, such a kind of the stretch on wonderful works of God right now and kind of just doing a little more commentary on it rather than jumping into research on some of Bobbing's other works like we were in this last season, in this last semester. Yeah, on, you know, on the flip side, like like uh, Andrew's mentioned several times, you know, we had my son in the beginning of January, we being my wife and I, not uh, Andrew and I, <laughs> but uh, my son, Teddy, is almost three months old. And on top of that, I've been doing seminary as well as pulpit supply, uh, going out to various churches to exhort almost every single week of the semester. So it's just it's it's a lot of different things. It's a lot of different projects. But the Bobcast is still near and dear to my heart, and I'm sure with Andrew as well. We're looking forward to a, a point where we can get back into a little bit more of the research and jump back to a lot more substantial content and, and thoughtful research behind what we do. So we thank you for bearing with us in that meantime. Mind you, wonderful works of God is great. Totally. I actually, yeah, it's just so devotional. I mean, I, I really hope if someone's listening to this and has not yet bought Wonderful Works of God to read alongside what we're talking about, you know, I, I highly encourage you uh, go to WTS Books website and pick up a copy there. I think it's usually $30 when it's normally, what, 40 or 50 Just read it for yourself. If you want to see how devotional theology can be, you know, I, I say read Calvin's in 
Institutes in the Robert White 5041 translation from uh, Banner of Truth and read Wonderful Works of God. Yeah. Yeah. I think another new work that might get there, I've spent a little time in it, but also, and it's another Westminster Seminary work. I've mentioned before on the show, I'm a big fan of J. Gresham Machen and his Things Unseen is another nice work of approachable, but deep and profound theology. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny where, you know, even something like Christianity and liberalism, you know, if anyone's read that, any of our listeners have read that. Which if you haven't, you should. Exactly. Might be one of the most important books you'll ever read. And for being now almost exactly a hundred years old, it's still just so readable as much as it is still relevant and applicable, it is still readable. You know, I think that that's a quality that's actually pretty consistent through a lot of Machen's works, you know, uh, What is Faith, you know, in his New Testament surveys, The Virgin Birth of Christ. He's just so edifying to read. So yeah, I mean, I, I look forward to uh, more uh, work coming out from that. And I, I totally agree with you on Things Unseen. It would be awesome to do kind of like a crossover at some point with, you know, look at Things Unseen and compare some things in, in Bob Inc., you know, with this 20 year gap between the two of them roughly uh, in the time that these two works were written. Yeah. Okay, well, this is our first time with another very special, important guest. Yes. First female guest. True. That is true. <laughs> well, Andrew, you want to introduce us to uh, your guest and get to this next part of uh, why we wanted to have her on here. Yeah, so as we mentioned earlier, we are joined by our producer, who also happens to be my wife, Heidi Smith. Hello. Hi, Heidi. Heidi took over producing Bobcast late last summer. So after Mark rolled off, I was finding that it was kind of hard to keep up on the production with everything else. And she's like, well, I could do that. So she's learned and now she does most of our editing and production work. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's true. These are facts. <laughs> well, I think in a lot of ways, I remember if I've said it to Andrew at one point or not, but I think you know one one of the big reasons that we're able to keep going with Bobcast, especially since you know uh, Mark had to step back, is because you know you stepped up, Heidi, mm-hmm. um, to help us out. So even though you're behind the scenes, really, you're pretty much the the navigator and engine of what we do, of our discussions and everything. Because I mean, we we won't be able to get it out there if you didn't take the time to contribute. So. Big thanks. Oh, so, you're yeah. welcome. Because <laughs> we're terrible. Because <laughs> we don't do things. And we cannot be easy to edit. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so tell us about that, Heidi. Well, What's it like to edit us? I mean, it can be a little frustrating. <laughs> but I have this little thing that I do that helps me cope with the frustration of editing the Bobcast. <laughs> I have my own little audio file that anytime you guys say, sorry, Heidi, I cut it out and put it in my audio file. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a minute long now, but I've added other things to and it. And we know what will be the intro to this episode now. <laughs> 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 that keeps me going. <laughs> I'm glad. We, we do try to keep you in mind while yes. we do this. <laughs> how have you, do you feel on the flip side, how do you feel you've benefited from Bobcast and Bob Inc. in terms of your faith in scripture? Just listening to you guys as you go through each chapter. I'm listening to it very carefully and 
learning how Bob Inc. teaches scripture through you guys talking about it. It's very edifying. I'm gaining a lot of knowledge about the word and systematic theology, I guess. You guess. Yeah, it's systematic theology, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mostly. Yeah. Yeah, we're not very systematic. Like, when it transitions into our mouths, we're like... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I know it's, you know, in, in, in one part, really, I feel you're probably the one that gets to listen to us the most <laughs> by going through it yeah. as much as you do. <laughs> yeah, several hours a week. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever think that uh, that you would get into doing something like this? No, I didn't. Never. <laughs> <laughs> what made you think you could? Because I was listening to you edit the episodes <laughs> and saying, oh, this is what you need to take out. But then whenever I first started actually trying to do it, I thought, uh-oh, what did I get myself into? Because <laughs> it, it took me a while to get used to clicking the right spots and deleting the right spot. <laughs> it's kind of precise. Yeah. As someone who listens to more Bobcasts than anyone else, what's been your favorite episode or moment? Like, what's something that stuck out to you the most? Your episodes with Dr. Alan Strange have been my favorite, definitely. <laughs> I heard Andrew already talking about the things he said about art and how, even without meaning to, people tell the truth through art. So that was just really cool to hear. That you know, that, That's a great uh, point and also a great segue for, you know, we wanted to discuss us, why bobbing? Why are we interested in bobbing here? You know, for me, I think that that goes very much with what you found interesting with Dr. Strange's interview. You know, that Bob Inc. being a Kyperian, you know, following in the line of Neo-Calvinism, he's seeing Christ not only as the king and lord of the church, but he, I mean, he's, he's seeing him as uh, the king of all things. Bob Inc. understand that all things were made for him, all of creation. So Bob Inc. isn't just taking a look at, okay, here, you know, go and be the good Sunday Christian, go and, you know, associate with other Christians and, you know, be nice to them. But he's he's looking at how do you go and live in this entire world and this entire existence that belongs to Christ himself. Christ is our comfort in all of life. You know, all things are made and sustained by him, but he is doing a work that is renewing all of creation for his glory. You know, I, I think the applicability for not just the minister, not just for the elder, but for every single person that confesses the name of Christ on their lips and in their hearts, understands that everything that I do, whether it's going to work, going to my job, Heidi, you've worked, you know, as a, as a nanny, when you are trying to tend to several screaming children uh, and, and all of their needs, there's something in the back of the mind that says, how through this can I serve them as a Christian? How can I minister to these children? And how can I glorify God in my heart with what I do? And, you know, it goes from there over to art, into music, uh, into the academy, anywhere, into politics. You know, all of life for the glory of God. Yeah, and I, I think that was something when we had Dr. Eglinton on, he captured very well that Bob Inks mission, Bob Inc.'s purpose was theology for a life lived quorum Deo before the face of God. Now, I know some people are probably going to hear what you're saying, Caleb, and they might bristle a little bit and think, oh, well, that's transformationalism and 
and we're going to, you know, take over the world and redeem society and that kind of stuff. Like, for me, it's not that. I don't particularly subscribe to those ideas. I mean, I think the world we're in is pretty badly messed up. But at the same time, however we do live in this world, however we do interact with this world, we do do it as Christians. We do it as the people of God. And God has told us things, revealed us to things about how we are to live in this world and how the world makes sense in light of who he is and what he has done. Yeah, that, that's the big difference that has to be drawn out in understanding that the world is not going to be perfected by the Christian the world isn't in its perfect transformation. We don't bring perfection and wholeness and completion through the redeeming work of Christ into society. We live, like you said, as Christians in the world, as sojourners. I was referencing Colossians, uh, Colossians 1.16, where Paul is talking about, you know, for, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And I just, I don't think that can be missed. He's not just talking about the church. He is not talking about simply just the spiritual kingdom of Christ on earth, invisible expression, but he is talking about the things all around that are invisible, uh, the things that like, he's using all things according to his purposes and for his purposes. But we bristle a little bit about the language of, oh, is he renewing or recreating creation i think you know we have to recall that we are creatures as well we're a part of creation the chief way in which he is renewing things around us is in his people who then go out into the world as uh, light and salt right i think for me too i think what i have found most helpful about bob inc is the clarity with which he writes and thinks in a very confusing world you know, Bob Inc. himself being a product of emerging modernity. And yes, it's a hundred years old and, you know, some things have changed and there have been further developments in theology and philosophy and so forth since then. And yeah, Bob Inc., along with Machen, who we talked about earlier, speak very much to the world that we live in now. And yet they do it with the Reformed faith, with these these truths of the faith once for all delivered, that it actually does have answers to this world in which we live in. And to this day, it's not just some relic of the past that we can forget about or ignore this being Christianity. Right. I mean, it's it's the constant question, right? I mean, Heidi, you know, uh, I mean, for, for, I can speak for myself, Andrew can speak for himself, but our, uh, do you ever sometimes get feel like, you know, a tough question of, okay, well, reading the Bible here, how do I go and actually live this out? How, how, you know, how do I apply this? What's my purpose as a Christian in culture and in, uh, especially in this state of society that uh, that's around us, all the things we've been seeing in America in the past like year? Definitely. You know, it, it's a never ending question. And I think like, you know, even Bob and Machen don't exactly answer it for us. It's something that is continually needing to be revisited. How do I live as a Christian in this culture? Because culture changes so much. And yet, at the same time, the word of God never changes. It's one generation to another needing to revisit these uh, topics of theology and think, what is my life before God? 
How am I, Cormdale? So on that note, we're going to call it an episode and call it a first year of Bobcast. We thank you all for listening and supporting us, and we'll keep on keeping on and keep putting out these episodes. As always, you can email us, bobcast at gmail.com, if you have any thoughts, questions, complaints, commiseration with Heidi for the difficulty of her task. (laughs) Do pray for her. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) Much patience and sanctification. Hey, I have to give my dad a shout out. Oh, hi, Eric. <laughs> I think he's he may be your biggest fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you guys were, you took a week off and you didn't tell anybody, I got a text with a screenshot of my dad being all caught up on Bobcast, and he's like, where's the next episode? <laughs> Ugh, even my dad isn't at that point. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, Eric. We missed a sorry, week. Sorry, Eric. Eric, we're trying our best. (laughs) But, you know, if you have to be mad at someone, be mad at Andrew. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Andrew gets the brunt of my frustration. (laughs) He gets the brunt of my frustrations, too. Oh, good. Yeah. This aggression will not stand. (laughs) Cancel Andrew. Yes. (laughs) Hashtag I stand with Eric. (laughs) So, on that positive, encouraging note. Caleb. There's something we normally do when we sign off. What is that? Um, We say, we say hello. No, we don't do that. We say, guten Morgen. Nope, it's not that. Okay. Uh, (laughs) We Uh, say. You usually say. Zines. Oh, ah. that. Yeah. That's right. The zines thing. Oh, yeah. The, the totes thing. Yeah. Okay, well, tote zines. Tote zines. Tote zines. <laughs> Saltines. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Bobcast. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a five star review where you get your podcasts. For the latest Bobcast news and updates, visit Bobcast.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Bobcast is a member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Subscribe to the Society of Reformed Podcasters feed to hear more great theological content. Music is City of God by Rudy Manrique. We hope you'll join us again next time.